Today I'm hosting a baby shower for my sister-in-law. I have five months today. (laughs) And I'm making a dream menu. My take on the Midwestern walking taco with a colorful slaw and creamy cilantro crema, my grown-up pigs in a blanket with two delicious dipping sauces, hearty meatball sliders with a twist, and for a sweet treat, baked donuts with a great trick for flavorful glazes. My guests are gonna love it. Hey, this is me, Molly A. I'm a cookbook author and food blogger. This is my husband, Nick. And this is our home, our farm on the North Dakota-Minnesota border, the place where I eat, sleep, and breathe food. My food is a delicious mix of my Chinese and Jewish heritage and the taste of the Midwest. I'm getting ahead with my dessert for the party. Anna loves her donuts, so I'm gonna make her baked donuts with three different glazes, blueberry, rhubarb, and blood orange. I used to not like baked donuts. I thought they were fake because donuts are fried. But then I got a donut pan and I was like, you know what, these are actually really fun to make. And the consistency is somewhere in the middle of a cupcake and a muffin. So they're dense, but not too dense. I love them. I'll first mix up my dry ingredients. I'll grab my flour. I'm using one and three quarters cup of all-purpose flour, but sometimes I like to sub out some of that for whole wheat flour to add a little bit of nuttiness. One cup of sugar, three quarters of a teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of baking powder, and half a teaspoon of baking soda. I'll give this a whisk just to combine, and now I will mix up my wet ingredients. I've got one large egg here. This is a really big egg. My chickens must be really happy. Or a goose has gotten into their coop. A quarter cup of oil. A quarter cup of water. Half a cup of buttermilk. I love buttermilk in baked goods. That's a slight bit of tang. That's so delicious. And a teaspoon of vanilla extract. Sometimes I like adding a splash of almond extract to these too. But I'm gonna keep these fairly neutral since the glazes will be the star of the show. I'll whisk to combine. Okay, and then I'll add my wet ingredients to my dry ingredients. This is a really easy batter to make. I love that I don't have to wait for butter to soften. I don't have to get my stand mixer out. This batter comes together so quickly. I never used to make donuts from scratch because when I lived in Chicago and I lived in New York, there were so many donuts around that if I wanted a donut, I could just throw a stone and I'd hit a donut place. When I moved to the farm, suddenly I was in the middle of nowhere, very far from the closest donut place. So these days I make my own. My batter is mixed, I'm gonna grab my pans now. And if you don't have donut pans, you could bake this batter in a muffin pan. I'm gonna grease these and then I'll transfer my batter to a piping bag. And then I'm gonna fill up these donut cavities until they're about halfway full with the batter. When this batter bakes, it'll puff up a lot, so I don't want it to cover up the hole. Anna is my husband Nick's little sister. She's one of those people who become your best friend from the moment you meet them. She's hilarious, she's silly, and I'm so lucky to have her as a sister. These are ready to bake. I'll stick them in the oven at 375 for about 12 minutes until the toothpick in the center comes out clean. And that will give me just enough time to go check up on Nick, who's doing his own bit to help prep for the shower. I gave Nick his first job as an uncle earlier. He's going to build a display board with pegs to hang all the different donuts that'll show off the beautiful glazes. I'm gonna go see how he's doing. Hello. Hey. How's it going? Good, good. I brought the bagel to 
you know, gauge spacing. Okay, yes, exactly. What color is this gonna be? What color do you want it to be? Green. Green. What about the pegs? Keep them natural wood. Okay, yeah. You're gonna be the best, Uncle. Oh my uncle. gosh, Anna is going to love this. All right. Here, do you want this? Yes. Bye. Thanks. I'm gonna leave them to cool for a bit, and I'll get on with my glaze. So the first one I'm gonna do uses blood oranges. I'll slice these in half. I'm gonna squeeze the juice into my bowl. And this is the type of glaze that you can make with other types of citrus. Grapefruit is really nice. Orange is nice. Lemon might be a bit too sour. And then I'll mix in my powdered sugar. I want it to be just the right consistency. Not too thin that it drips down the sides of my donuts, but not so thick that it doesn't stick to them. About a cup of powdered sugar for every two to three tablespoons of liquid usually does the trick. Beautiful. This one's done. For my next glaze, I'm using rhubarb, which is Anna's favorite. I'll get this into my pot, and I'll bring this to a simmer and let it cook until the rhubarb is soft. I'll pour it into my blender and blend until smooth. I'll add my powdered sugar. And for glaze number three, frozen blueberries. And I'll heat these up until they're soft and juicy. And now I'll strain this through a mesh sieve so that I just have my juice. It's so dark right now, but it'll lighten up when I add the powdered sugar. Okay, this one is ready for a donut. I'm wiping off some of the excess here so that it doesn't drip down to the bottom once I turn it over. Oh yeah. And then the sprinkles just make it a party. So much fun, color, and crunch. These little sprinkle balls are so cute and festive. One thing I love about tacos is that most of the toppings can be prepped in advance, and then all I'll need to do before the party is fry up my fish. I'm doing a local variation today called a walking taco, which subs out the tortilla for a bag of chips. So you can eat them with a fork while you're on the move. So right now I am making a cilantro sour cream, which will be a really refreshing match to the hot crispy fish. I've got some garlic in my bowl, and now I'll chop up a jalapeno. I'm only gonna use half here and I'll remove the seeds because we are in the Midwest and we don't do a lot of spicy foods here. I'll grab my sour cream, which will help balance the heat from the jalapenos. And I'm gonna get some cilantro in here. I love cilantro on a taco. It'll add really nice color. This is the type of sauce that you could make in a blender if you wanna blend it up and get it really smooth. But I like having some texture. I just choose to finely chop up my herbs and all of my other mixins. And next, I'll add the zest and juice of half a lime. And I like to add the zest because that punches up the lime flavor. And I'm just zesting to get off that very top layer. I don't want to go too deep down, otherwise it could taste bitter. And next, I'll add my lime juice to give it some nice acidity. I'll season with salt and pepper. And then I'll just mix to combine. And that's it. These flavors are only gonna get better if they sit for a little bit, so I'll refrigerate it until it's party time. And into the refrigerator it goes. Next, I'll make my cabbage slaw. I'm only using half of my cabbage, so I'll cut it in half. <laughs> and then I'll thinly slice it. The golden rule whenever I'm making tacos is that they've gotta have a topping that's creamy, they've gotta have something crunchy, they've gotta have a good hit of acidity, and lots of color. I'll add this to my big bowl, and then I'll slice up half an onion. One thing I love about taco toppings is that they're so beautiful by themselves, they practically decorate the table. For my dressing, I will combine 
Sorry, that onion is just now getting to me. It's a slow burn. Two teaspoons of sugar, a teaspoon of salt, the juice of a whole lime. And the acidity will help break down the cabbage and the onion to get softer and just a little bit of olive oil. I'll drizzle this over and toss real well to combine. Great, easy. I'll cover this up and stick it in the refrigerator. The best parties have pigs in a blanket. So for this one, I'm making a fancy version with chicken sausages. So I think technically they're chicks in a blanket. And I'm using puff pastry, which I think is a superior blanket because it's flaky and it's buttery. I keep it in the freezer just for tarts, pastries, all sorts of things. And now I'm gonna crack some eggs into my bowl for an egg wash, which I'll use to brush the puff pastry. I'm rolling my puff pastry out just slightly so that I have enough to cover all of my sausages. And also that way the blanket won't be too thick. And now I'll cut this into four. These are pre-cooked sausages. You can buy raw sausages. I would recommend cooking them before rolling them up. Make sure you let them cool first after they've cooked because the heat from the sausage could make the puff pastry difficult to work with. I'll roll these up, wrapping the puff pastry tightly around the sausage. I am going to brush this with a little egg wash. I'll roll it to make sure that the puff pastry is sealed and I'll roll up the rest of them. I'm gonna slice these into four pieces to get bite-sized pigs in blankets. I'll transfer these to my pan and I'll space them out evenly to make sure that they get cooked on all sides. I always make more pigs in blankets than I think I'm gonna need because they're always the most popular item at a party. I'm gonna brush the tops with a thin layer of egg wash, which will make them shiny and golden on top. And then I'm gonna sprinkle them with some poppy seeds. I like poppy seeds here because it kind of reminds me of a Chicago style hot dog bun. I'll stick these in the oven at 400 for about 18 minutes until they're golden brown on top. While these bake, I'm going to whip up my harissa ketchup and honey mustard. Just a spoonful of smoky, spicy harissa really jazzes up basic ketchup. Good and some of Anna's husband's honey stirred through some Dijon mustard will be the perfect partner to my pigs. Hmm. Time to check on them. Oh, that's such a good smell. They're golden, they're beautiful. Okay, I think there's enough. I'm gonna taste one. Mm. I love these so much. They're crunchy on the outside, meaty on the inside, and perfect with that honey mustard. I hope these last until the party. Now I'm moving on to the meatball sliders, which are hearty and flavorful and so good. But guess what? They're meatless. I know, right? Okay. The main ingredients in these are toasted nuts, Parmesan, and breadcrumbs. And then I'll flavor them with some garlic and parsley. This recipe is super simple. I just dump a bunch of stuff in a food processor and that's practically it. I'll add some toasted almonds. Walnuts will also work. Two cloves of garlic. I'm serving these on sliders today, but they're also great over spaghetti. And sometimes I'll put them out at parties just by themselves and some red sauce with some toothpicks. And it's fun because nobody ever knows that they're meatless. They're so good. I'm gonna pulse this to a coarse crumb. I don't want them to get too fine, otherwise the texture will be too dense. A few bigger bits of nuts are okay. And now I'll add a cup of grated Parmesan a cup of panko breadcrumbs, and then I'll season this with some salt, fresh black pepper, and some parsley. And dried parsley has a more intense flavor than fresh parsley. I'll pulse to combine. 
And now I'm gonna bind this mixture together with some eggs. It doesn't look like one cohesive dough at this point, but if I grab some with my hands, I can roll it into ping pong sized balls, just pack it lightly. So that's what I'm going for. And a great thing about this recipe is that it can be made in advance. So I could pop these balls in the refrigerator and then fry them up a few hours or even a day later. Mm, I'm getting a whiff of the smell. And I can smell that garlic and the Parmesan. It's making me hungry. I have some vegetarian friends that I make these for a lot. But another thing is that if I have any gluten-free friends coming over, I can sub out the breadcrumbs for more nuts and it'll still work. Okay, these are ready to fry. I have some canola oil heating in my pan. Enough to come up about a quarter of an inch on the balls. That way when I turn them, I can make sure to get them evenly coated in that golden crust. And I'll transfer a few of these at a time to the oil. And I'm gonna fry these until they're golden brown on all sides flipping so that I can get all of the sides cooked. And this is gonna give them a really nice crispy shell. On the inside, they'll be gooey and so good. I'm gonna leave at least an inch or two in between each of the balls. The hardest part about these is that they trap in so much heat that when they're done cooking, I have to wait an extra few minutes to put one in my mouth. When they're golden brown on all sides, I'm gonna transfer them to some red sauce that I have heating up here. And I'm just using some of my favorite jarred sauce here. You can use any red sauce you want. This one is golden and crispy and perfect. It smells amazing. I'm gonna plop this directly into my sauce and I'll hold them there until they're all finished. These are the last ones and now I'm ready to assemble my sliders. When it comes to serving the sliders, I lay slices of smooth mozzarella on top of some ciabatta buns. Then I place a couple of meatballs on top, some fresh basil, and then top with the bun. Yum. I've got one final thing to do now before the girls arrive, and that's fry up my fish. I've got walleye here, which is a local white fish, and I will season it with some paprika, cumin, and cayenne. I'll just sprinkle this right on. So typically in a walking taco, you would find ground beef, but because I like using this local fish and also kind of as a nod to fish and chips, I'm using this walleye and some salt and vinegar potato chips. I hear that Anna has been craving vinegary things while she's been pregnant, so, I think she's gonna love these. Some salt and pepper, and I'll give them a zhuzh just to coat them evenly. Now I'll set up my breading station. They're basically shallow bowls, and they just help get an even coating. So in the middle bowl, I'll crack in two eggs, heat them up, and then I'll grab a cup of flour and put that in the first bowl, and some breadcrumbs for the third bowl. I'll season my flour and breadcrumbs with salt and pepper. Now my fish sticks are gonna go in the flour and then the egg and the breadcrumbs. This is the same way that I make my schnitzel or any chicken nugget. You can also bread veggies like this. A great way to add extra crunch and flavor. And I'm gonna fry these in my oil until they're crispy and golden brown. And when I'm frying, I like to use a neutral oil that has a high smoke point, like canola or vegetable oil. And these literally only take a few minutes to fry. These are looking Great and crispy and golden. I like to go by feel when I'm seeing if they're ready, see if they have a crisp shell. That's how I know that they're done frying. And now I'm placing them onto a pan lined with paper towel to catch any excess oil. Okay, 
Now that these are done frying, I can transfer them to a wire rack and keep them warm in the oven until the party starts. Five months today. Okay, let's eat. Pressure's on. I don't want to look so good. Oh my gosh. What is on this lock? Lime juice, salt, and sugar. So good. Do you know what it is? Oh, we're not finding out. Surprise! We have names picked out for both. Is it Molly and Nick? Yes. <laughs> Do you want a donut? Yeah, I've been eyeing the rhubarb since we got here. <laughs> to donuts. Yeah. To donuts. <laughs> and babies. And babies. <laughs>